0: What's up guys and welcome to episode number five of the TNC show. Uh, we're sticking with the kind of squad of four here. We got Schuster and Hub back with us again uh, and we're just kind of rolling with that group right now. We've had some good times and we're all enjoying it so that's just who the guests would be that's who we're running with. So um, let's get to it. I assume you guys in the audience kind of know what's going to come up first. Let's talk about the NFL recap and we're going to start off with Schuster and this Bengals Chiefs, because you called it, man, and you were spot on. Uh, you picked Bengals money line, and obviously that's what happened. So talk to me.
1: Um. Well, so the issue that was plaguing the Chiefs all year was they were getting too cute. Like, they, they always run a lot of these gadget trick plays and all these fancy jet motions and orbits. And... It was starting to come up and bite them in the butt, and it kind of happened a little bit on Sunday. Um, they now, I texted my friends here. I was, I said, like at the end of the half, they went for, they went for the end zone with five seconds to go. Yeah. And that's really what screwed them because if they kicked the field goal there or if they would have ran a play that would have been less than five seconds where you can just throw it into the end zone or it's where it's either caught or incomplete, then you kick the field goal. But they just decided to run a play behind the line of scrimmage and it screwed them. So, I just – Andy Reid's notorious for choking. He just pulled Andy Reid on Sunday. Go Bengals. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, <clears throat> Hub, go ahead with this uh, chiefs Bengals game.
2: Uh, I thought I was also kind of spot on here. Uh, I told people if they listened to the podcast, uh, I said that you got to take Chiefs first half, which they completely dominated the first half. And then I said maybe the Bengals would sneak out a backdoor cover, but they actually completely won, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Joe Burrow really showed what type of player he was. Uh, that team was down, what, well, they down, what, 21-3, and they fought all the way back. Uh, it just shows how much guts this team has. And uh, I know people are going to be overlooking them here against the Rams, but I would not be shocked if I if the Bengals come out and win this Super Bowl this year. Yeah, <laughs> definitely would agree.
3: And we'll definitely talk predictions once the game gets closer. But, Chase, uh, what you got for this Bengals-Cheese game? Uh, I don't got much more to say. I was pretty shocked by the outcome. I actually went 0 for 2 in my NFL picks. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I think Schuster hit it spot on. Really, the turning point in this game was when the Chiefs were up 21-10 before half, and I'm surprised Mahomes with the football IQ he has, uh, why he would throw that ball into the flat with no timeouts. Uh, I think they should have taken the field goal right there or thrown something to the end zone. But the Chiefs' offense was just surprisingly dry in the second half, uh, not characteristic of them, but – uh, I agree, too. They they try to get too cute, especially in the red zone with all this fucking shovel pass shit, uh, putting guys in motion. And I think they almost like confuse themselves at times. And yeah, I'm excited for the Super Bowl. Should be a good game. Yeah, um,
0: I didn't get to watch much of this game because I was on the road, but <clears throat> I thought my prediction looked super strong when they went up hot. And I was thinking, you know, this is easily going to be a Chiefs two score game, but. My God, man, Joe Burrow, you just can't count the guy out. Like, holy fuck. But it is what it is. I lost uh, my pick, and it happens. But uh, glad for the Bengals, though. I mean, I really can't hate on them. And, you know, they beat a good team in the Chiefs, so you just got to respect it and now hope for a good Super Bowl. So, Can now, I say one uh,
2: thing quick? Yeah, go ahead.
1: Uh, if – Aaron Rodgers or any one of these quarterbacks chokes the way Mahomes did on Sunday, we'd be talking a lot more about it. I'm just gonna say that right now.
0: I have seen some stuff. I was actually watching SportsCenter this morning and them saying like how Mahomes is or is a stat that Tom Brady's like records in big games, like after he loses big games, like his bounce back after that is like ridiculous than how like Mahomes has like choked like the last two years and stuff, so I I did see that on SportsCenter, Center so it is being talked about Schuster don't you worry. But uh, uh um, but we'll we'll go to the next game uh, after this topic. That also brings me to what I saw on SportsCenter. Center. I just want to know. Well, first off, I know Johnson over here's going to lose his mind. And Schuster, you will too actually because I know your thoughts on this. Um uh someone said on SportsCenter – Center Joe Burrow will win more games in his career than Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Herbert. And I want to know your thoughts on this. And I both know, Schuster, John, that you guys are both Her- big Herbert fans. So, John, go ahead. What do you, what
3: do you think about this? Well, first of all, it's, it's going to be awesome these next 10, even maybe 15 years for these four guys and even Lamar in the AFC. And it's really surprising that all the good young quarterbacks seem to be in the AFC So it's going to be awesome watching all these guys, but no way Joe Burrow wins more games than any of these three guys. One, because I don't think his team's as good, and two, because I don't think he is as good, which uh, I actually think me and Huff were talking about this earlier. I think the Bengals actually, whether they win uh, next week or not, or in two weeks, I think the Bengals are going to have a down year next year, and it's really going to surprise a lot of people. But, no, the Chiefs are always going to be relevant, so the uh, Bills, and I think the Chargers are on the come up, too. Uh, He's not going to win more games than any of these three guys. Uh, Yeah, Schuster,
0: what do you think? First off, Schuster, give your statement on Herbert.
1: Okay, so I think Justin Herbert has the potential to be one of the – one of, if not the greatest quarterback to ever, like, play football. I think he should be talked about in the same category as Mahomes. He has all the, the first two or fastest two X amount of yards, X amount of touchdown passes. However, based on situations and where teams are with their current rosters, cap space, coaching staff, general manager, et cetera, I think think ESPN's probably right. Like, the Bengals have the fourth most cap space going into next season. They're in the Super Bowl. I mean, what they really need to work on for next year is their offensive line, which everybody knows about. And probably like, inside linebacker and just more line depth on both sides of the ball. Their special teams is solid. Their secondary is solid. Their pass catchers, running back, quarterback, all solid. They got $45 in cap space. I think they could realistically be a dynasty, and the Browns are going to be terrible next year. And Pittsburgh, whether or not they get a quarterback next year, is probably going to be terrible next year. So, that's two teams in their division.
3: Yeah. I'm going to – pose a question to us all here. I'll answer it first myself, but who would you guys say are the top five quarterbacks in the league right now? So I would say it goes Mahomes one, Aaron Rodgers two, Josh Allen three, Justin Herbert four, and then Tom Brady five. I know he just retired, but if not Tom Brady, I'd probably put Joe Burrow at five. What about you guys? Uh, I think you hit it on the net, pretty close
0: on the nose. I think, but I would probably put Aaron Rodgers at one. Um, if we're counting this season, who knows where he'll be at next season, so that could definitely change my prediction, but I would put Aaron Rodgers at one, and then honestly, I know Mahomes has like quite the accolades and stuff, but I think Mahomes and Allen could easily interchange two or three. I think uh, that is really, it shouldn't be automatically Mahomes. I think definitely there needs to be an argument for both, and then honestly, for four and five, I think Herbert and Burrow could both be argued at four and five, so but, yeah, those are definitely my five. Um, Lamar Jackson's up there, um,
2: I would say. But Wait, are we talking about running backs? No.
3: <laughs> no, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I didn't catch that right away. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch that Come either.
0: On. I was like, what, what the fuck? But, no, dude, he's a good quarterback, man. He,
1: he can't throw, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, they play him how he is. He still plays the quarterback position. So that I don't is don't that shit with me. W- what would you guys Josh say? Allen runs the fucking ball, too. Sweet. They direct snap it to him and just do a power QB run.
2: Case him hell package.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can't argue that. If, We're not
1: debating if, tight ends, either. I'm just saying you
0: can't argue that if him and Lamar Jackson do the same exact thing.
2: But, all right, Huff, what do you think? Top five. My top five was I have I don't have much to say, but I think Johnson hit it spot on. Uh, when I was thinking about my list, I thought exactly what Johnson was saying. So I really don't have much to add here.
0: Do you think uh, Burrow will win more games than Mahomes, Allen, and Herbert? I mean, Hell no. Are you kidding me? No, no. <laughs> I, Hell no. I, I, it's just what they're talking about in Sports Center.
1: Oh, I got a, I got another I got another thing to add with the Mahomes wins he's going to get screwed really hard here because Tyreek Hill's a free agent after next season and Kelsey's turning 34 and they have to still re-sign Tyron Matthew. And if they don't bring back Melvin Ingram and Chris Jones, that defense might be garbage.
0: I mean, they are very good anyway. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the 49ers versus Rams. Um, You don't want my quarterbacks? Well, Go ahead, give it. I mean, I know (laughs) who's one.
1: I got Rodgers, Brady, Allen, Mahomes, and then Burrow. Or, no, not Burrow, uh, Herbert. I got Mahomes at four.
0: That's fair Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not really that much of an argument considering they're, I think they're all really generally close. Besides Brady in current NFL, I don't know if he's two. We
1: don't know if he's done yet, though. At least I don't. That's why I still had him in
0: mind. True. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to 49ers-Rams. Uh, first uh I'll, I'll start. Jesus. I mean, they counts as a choke. I'm saying the 49ers choked, I, in my opinion. And having that chance to intercept it and win the game right there, I mean, what a freaking idiot, dude. <laughs> like, it's a fucking wide-open catch, man. Just catch the ball. <laughs> he did, he like, did apologize. I don't care, yeah. man. Yeah. You're sweet. You just lost your team the chance to go to the Super Bowl what what's saying sorry gonna do that's be better true. yeah don't suck i'm just putting, true. i'm just being honest that's absolutely demoralizing for him sweet <laughs> just now he has to live with that for the rest of his life so good for him but i don't know i honestly thought it was a choke by the 49ers i thought they played the game exactly how they wanted to and like controlled it completely um pretty kind of low scoring. Uh it seemed like a very slow game, which is, is like exactly how the 49ers want to play it. Like, it's just like just dragging it out with nothing like really happening. So, really thought it was the 49ers game to lose when I was watching it. And, you know, shit happens. But what
2: do you guys think? Uh, Huff, go ahead. Uh, I think this game, it was a very, very entertaining game to watch. I mean, seeing the uh... – that 49ers that dynamic offense take a lead on the Rams and this is the reason why Stafford came here he came to play in these games and he really proved that he is the guide here in uh, LA and uh, Cooper Cup man he's he was the difference maker they Stafford had more weapons uh, I thought it was just an incredible game to watch uh, one of the best NFC championships by far um I can't wait for the Super Bowl the Super Bowl matchup this year I think is going to be so enjoyable Two quarterbacks. Two leaders, uh, a bunch of weapons, Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup. but uh, I'm super excited for uh, that matchup with Ramsey and Jamar. It's going to be something so fun to watch. But uh, way to respond by the Rams. Uh, They got down early, and they showed that defense clamped up there in the fourth quarter when they needed it. And once again, uh, Jimmy G really choked, and uh, it really showed – uh, that he really is not a quarterback that uh you really want on your roster. I think it's I think a winner. I, I think it's I think it's time for them to move on and get uh Trey Lance some more minutes.
0: Oh, but he's a winner. I hate when they fucking say that shit. Oh, sweet. What did Debo tweet something about? Oh, he's a winner and like his stats and stuff. I don't give a fuck man, he sucks. All right. Cuz they have any better quarterback. They honestly they blow out the Rams. So what do you think, Scouts?
1: Uh, I think that's pretty spot on. I mean, I said Andy Reid is a choker, but guess who Andy Reid's only Super Bowl win is against? Kyle Shanahan, who is a bigger choker. Kyle Shanahan is the architect of that Chiefs yeah. Super Bowl loss that he had with they are up 20 to 10. He's the architect of being up 17 to, what, 3 yeah, this yeah. last game, and he's the architect of the worst loss in playoff history, 28 to 3. He was yeah. he was calling place for the Falcons that year. Sweet, man. He is perennial choke artist, and that's really all I have to say. And I just can't believe the Packers lost this team because the, the Packers should, would be in the Super Bowl because it's whatever. I hate them.
0: Yeah, that's demoralizing for you, man. But, you <laughs> <laughs> oh, I my,
1: love, though, my life is my life is just pain. Um <laughs> but I'm like I'm like I'm like you, Huff. I mean, this is a it's an enjoyable Super Bowl. Like, I don't know if there's a lot to hate on either one of these teams, unless you don't like Odell. But that means you're a Browns fan, so you hate your life anyways. So.
3: <laughs> Love it. Anything else we need to add? I don't think so. Spot on. Yeah. I, I think that this is more on Kyle Shanahan than Jimmy G, though. Jimmy G yeah, didn't look really that bad. That that picky through, you know, it wasn't his really fault. Yeah. He – I mean – Obviously, he didn't really do anything spectacular to help him win the game, but I think this is a lot more on Kyle Shanahan, who I thought was the better coach in the matchup coming into this, but obviously I was wrong.
1: Oh, I agree with you on that. McVeigh blew those timeouts. McVeigh was trying to lose that game, but Shanahan just choked it harder.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a competition to see who could, who could choke first. Uh all right, we're moving on to another uh, thing I saw in sports Channel this morning because I was just locked the fuck in on the TV. So, here's what they said: the Giants only had eight rushing touchdowns all year. That's one every two. Well, that's just one every two games and a little more because they played technically 17 games. But that is so bad, dude. That is like terrible. Like thinking about that, what are it's you? Pretty doing? embarrassing. What are you doing to score the football, man? If you're only getting eight rushing touchdowns all year, they're not. You're not. In yeah, are <laughs> not, man. That's so bad.
1: Shit, they have Daniel Jones. They what else they do you scored expect? like they scored like fifteen touchdowns all season.
0: My right. God, man! What do you – they need to? That's a clown of a fucking program.
1: Guess yeah. guess how much cap space those guys have for next season. No. 5000000 million. They're over Sweet. the cap right
0: now. man. What the hell are they going to – who are they paying? That cost so much. Kenny Galladay.
1: Yeah, Galladay's got – he has got paid $72 million. Man got paid. Sweet. Yeah. Didn't catch a touchdown this year. That's a great stat line. <laughs> Probably the worst
0: brand organization in NFL. Went from Eli Manning and beating Tom Brady in the Super Bowl to this.
1: Tame and I had, I had two New York giants running backs on my fantasy team this year. That is a great look for you. <laughs> <laughs> say, say what you finished in fantasy. Uh, third. <laughs> well,
0: that's, that's actually, imp- impressive. that's impressive. Honestly.
1: Yeah. And I drafted Mike Thomas.
0: Oh, I feel bad for you. Holy yeah, crap. Dude, God, my board, but all right, let's move to college basketball. Uh, First things first, uh, we're going to take a little uh, sneak peek back at what John said about uh, Zeb over there at Ohio State. Here's a stat line, all right, in versus Purdue for Ohio State. 12 minutes, one for two on free throws. Didn't even take
3: a shot, and he had four (laughs) fouls.
0: Didn't take a shot, had one rebound, four fouls, a turnover, so, he finished with one point, four fouls, one turnover, didn't take a shot on 12 minutes of play.
3: And I called him a punk-ass big man, which he is. <laughs> spot on.
0: <laughs> that is absolutely terrible.
3: Now, I said that Purdue would run away with that game. Actually, they were up by quite a bit. A state they were, up, they were up 20. Yeah, Ivy had to be the hero. So, I was wrong there, but I knew that uh, Purdue's big men would have themselves a nice game, which they did.
1: We'll give you half credit.
0: I just, I, just, I just had to bring that up, man, because it was spot on. But Johnson, college basketball one, predictions. Man. Let's go to, let's go to uh, West Virginia at Baylor tonight. Uh, the spread is minus 14 for Baylor, who just lost to Bama. Um, I'm going to go first. Baylor's going to absolutely rout the fuck out of these Mountaineers. <laughs> I'm taking Baylor's spread. I've already put 20 bucks on it, and I'm
3: rolling with it at Baylor. Baylor's going to kill them. John, what do you think? Yeah, they actually played last week, I believe, at West Virginia, and Baylor beat them without Okenjo. So, I figure they have him back now. They're healthy. They're at home. I think they win this game, but I don't think they'll cover the 14. I think that's too much for uh, a decent West Virginia team, you know, middle of the pack, Big 12. So, I'll take Baylor to win and West Virginia to cover. Shoots.
1: Not going to lie, I haven't watched a single West Virginia game until they played Arkansas. That team's trash. <laughs> Uh, I, Taz Sherman's all right. I mean, I, I watched like 15 minutes of the game. I still don't know who their big man is. Um, so give me Baylor <laughs> by a good amount.
2: How we got? Uh, I think Johnson hit it pretty spot on. Uh, I think Baylor probably gets off to a hot start. They're going to be hungry, uh, after just getting beat by an AAU team, but I think West Virginia, maybe sneaks out a little cover here. I think it's minus fifteen or fourteen right now. It's minus fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, I think uh the West I think West Virginia sneaks out a little cover here. Uh Sean McNeil's a sniper. Todd Sherman's a bucket getter. But Baylor will be too much in the end. I think Baylor wins.
0: All right. Fair enough. Uh, move on to tomorrow. Uh big time prime game here. Uh Kansas at Hilton. Uh I'm going to see
3: and look up a spread, but see if it's out. But, John, go ahead. Uh, so, I've picked Iowa State all three times. We've done take them this year. And this is the first time I'm going to take their opponent. I've taken Kansas to win this game. I think me and Huff were talking earlier, the worst thing that could have happened here for Iowa State was for Kansas to get blown out by Kentucky because now they're going to be fired up. Um, Abaji had pretty much his worst game all year. There's no way he has two off nights in a row. So I'm going to take Kansas to win, and I don't know. You can look up the spread, but I'm sure it'll be pretty close. I'll take Kansas to win and cover here. Yeah, shoots.
1: I'm with you on that one, 100%. Worst thing that could have happened is getting blown out at home. They're going to take out a lot of frustration. I'm sure Bill self ran them into the ground this week. Uh, Well, not this week, last couple days, so. It's uh, This is a bad game, a bad matchup for Iowa State, uh, but they did play them really good at Lawrence. I think it's a close game, but we'll see what happens. I lean in Kansas.
0: Yeah, last time they played, uh, it was Kansas minus 13 at Kansas. Uh, if I had to guess, I would think at Hilton, it would be like maybe minus three or minus four. Yeah, maybe. that's probably about right. I would think maybe somewhere there, maybe minus five Kansas, but that's about what I can think. Hopefully you think about this game.
2: I think this is a really big statement game for both teams. I mean, Kansas is coming off a big loss to Kentucky. But not big loss, absolutely embarrassment. Uh, and Iowa State's coming off a good – I mean, I wouldn't say a good win, but a win against Missouri. And a, I think Iowa State builds momentum here, and I think they get a win here against Kansas. Um, we're going to have to really get this one because I feel like if we do not win this game, I think we're for sure losing to Texas on Saturday. But uh, it's a big spot for the Clones. Uh I think they need this one. Uh, yeah, give me Iowa State spread. I'm assuming they're probably going to be underdogs here. Uh, give me give me Iowa State uh, spread and sprinkle a little bit on the money line.
0: All right. Um, I don't know. This is a game – this is a week for Iowa State where it would be huge if they could go 2-0 100%. Um, they kind of surprised me with their first matchup at Kansas because I really thought uh, – um, we didn't match up well with them, but then when you kind of think about it, like Brockington and Kausher almost like, or sorry, Brockington and, uh, Abagi kind of like cancel each other out almost. So then it's kind of like that who plays well. Next up.
1: For... Yeah. Next man up kind of deal.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm hoping at Hilton, we can kind of get a little bit, a little bit of that, whether it's out of Tyrese Hunter or like Caleb girl, or like maybe Coons gets a 10 point game or something. On Aruna, maybe. I'm pretty sure he had a great game, actually, at Kansas. Um, so, I'm going to take Iowa State uh, to cover the spread. Um, I don't necessarily know if it's going to be line, but I'm hoping they can pull out the win. So, I got to roll with my clones all day, every day. So, that's what I'm going to go with. But, um, next one, we got Alabama at Auburn. Uh, obviously, I didn't know Alabama was going to beat the – breaks a fucking Baylor. So, why don't you guys go ahead with this one,
3: Alabama-Auburn. John, go ahead. Uh, Yeah, so me, Schuster, and Huff all picked Alabama, which is spot on. Uh, This time, Alabama has to go to Auburn. I know they already played each other this year when Alabama was at home, and Auburn won in a close one. So, kind of similar to the West Virginia-Baylor game. I think, you know, if Auburn was able to go into Alabama and win that – They should be able to win at home, and I think they're going to. Uh, I don't know what the spread is. It's not out yet, but I'll take Auburn to win here. Yeah,
1: Um, If this was being played at Bama, it's a different story. Uh, It's tough to play at Auburn, especially – I mean, they're filling that place out, number one team in the country. Those student section on Saturday for the Oklahoma game, they were loud. They were active. It's going to be a hostile arena. It's a really big rivalry. I got Auburn.
2: I'm assuming the spread might be double digits. Uh, I think obviously Auburn's going to come in and win this game, but uh, don't be shocked if Alabama keeps it close here. Uh, They're riding high in confidence right now. And uh, I think Alabama can come into a hostile environment and shoot the ball well, uh, especially with Shackelford and Keon Ellis. We got some good veteran guards. And uh, I think the problem here is going to be Kessler. Uh, Alabama really doesn't have size to to match him. uh, So, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Auburn to win, but Alabama to maybe sneak out of cover.
0: All right, um, I'm gonna say Auburn in a route here. I'll say it again; I've said it before. Alabama's a AAU team. Uh, they beat Baylor. I chose Baylor to win. It is what it is. So that just easily means here in this next big game, they're gonna look like a bunch of clowns and. Just absolutely get routed here by Auburn. That's nothing else to say. I got Auburn by 15-plus. So, uh, with the next game, we got Texas at Texas Tech.
2: Um, Huff, why don't you take this one first? Texas at Texas Tech, who you got? Texas Tech in a rout. Uh, Texas Tech is so hard to beat at home. Uh, and Texas kind of struggles to come on the road and play in uh, tough environments. Um. Texas Tech's got a really, really good big man this year in Bryson Williams. And I know Texas has got some length, but I think the difference here, again, is going to be Terrence Shannon. Uh, He's kind of due for one of them breakout games this year. He really hasn't had one yet, and I see him having a breakout game here.
0: All right. Schuster,
3: thoughts?
1: Chris Beard returns to Texas Tech. I've been seeing on my Twitter all week they are – ripping him a new one on texas tech twitter right now
0: oh, I they're wait.
1: ready it's going to be a blackout they I'm, this game is going to be a fight because it's two of the exact same styles playing against each other i think texas tech will win strictly because they're at home this game is going to be ugly <laughs> i would not be surprised if these this game is 45 48 final like, that is – that's a realistic thing. I haven't seen – Texas scored, I think it was – were they up, like, 45 to 51 or something like that? Or no, 35-51, and then all of a sudden they were, like, tied with Tennessee on Saturday. Yeah, that was weird. They can't score the basketball. And I think Texas Tech will have the crowd behind them. It's the hardest place to play in the Big 12. I got Texas Tech.
3: John, yeah. uh, I'm going to agree with both of them. Uh, just really because Texas Tech's at home. That's really the only reason because Texas has been playing some pretty good basketball lately ever since they made that change in their starting lineup, which we touched on. But, yeah, I'm just going to take the home team here. So I'll take Texas Tech to win. I'm also going to go Texas Tech. Uh, they're
0: definitely going to play with chip on their shoulder, especially in this uh, little rivalry, you may say. Um, you know, Chris Beard's just going to hear it all game long. Um, I can also see him – thinking of a good scheme here to try and go in there and beat them but I just think Texas Tech that place is going to be jam packed and they're going to be swag surfing like no other I'm going with the Red Raiders so that's definitely
2: my pick um,
1: Mark Adams is a better coach than Chris Beard
2: thank you I was going to say that dude
0: how how would you say that when Chris Beard got Texas Tech to
2: where they are And then I don't have- care where Chris Beard got him Mark Mark Adams is going to outcoach the shit out of Chris Beard tomorrow night. Mark Adams is older than Dirt. I don't care if he's older than Dirt. He's the Dude, better coach. He's going to be there for like two years before he
0: ends up in his grave. Too bad he's taking him to the Final Four this year. No. No. No, he's not. Mark he's Adams stuck. is the reason
1: Chris Beard plays defense the way he does. Like, it's his Thank
2: defense. you. Thank you, Schuster. Thank you. Like
1: and there's there's multiple coaches around the country that say like that's like his style of defense is like changing college basketball. Like it's they're gonna have to change the rules in college basketball to something similar to the NBA because the way they play defense is like wrecking the like there's no scoring anymore. It's that no packline
2: defense, man.
1: Yeah. The pack it's, line. it's better than Virginia.
2: Uh arguable. <laughs>
0: Arguable, Yeah. I don't know. That's a bull statement. Mark Adams ain't going to even be there that long, man. He's going to be retired cares. before you know it. Yeah, and, you,
2: and, and you know what's going to happen? A guy that's an assistant coach right beside him is going to step up and do the same damn thing, and they're still going to be good.
1: Hire from mm-hmm. within, baby.
0: But how are you saying that for Texas Tech when Chris Beard was there first? It doesn't make any sense. Mark Andrews is just a better coach. Oh, Adams right. is a better coach. Yeah, yeah I caught you red-handed. You yeah,
1: Mark me. Andrews, tight end, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Stop. <laughs> All
2: right, let's keep going about college basketball. All
0: right. Fine, fine, fine. All right. Wednesday, uh, Wisconsin at Illinois. Uh, Schuster, Wisconsin boy, take it away.
1: Um, Wisconsin's been weird lately. I don't know how to pick any of their games. They beat Purdue on the road, but then they'll lose at home to Michigan State um man i i want to say illinois i i that's my my gut says this is that they will yeah it'll be loud
0: illinois is a tough place to play schuster
1: it'll be loud and yeah i was definitely wrong with that one last week um yeah i think illinois will win that game i think wisconsin doesn't have the size for uh coburn
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably true. And that's going to be the make or break. If Wisconsin can somehow, because Colburn sometimes, even when he has a mismatch, it's like, I don't know if he's just like, doesn't play well. It's just necessarily like he doesn't get the looks or like play up to the standard you would think with the mismatch he has. Like, it's like weird. Like he may have like a little six, seven center on him or something and like you would expect him to just drop 30 and 20, but instead like, He'll finish with like fourteen. You know what I mean? Like he's like kind of weird like that. Yeah, I, agree. I don't know. It's just like game to game. So I would say Kofi Coburn kind of makes or breaks this Illinois game. Um, the guard play is going to be crazy though with Chucky Heber and Brad Davidson versus uh, Trent Fraser and um,
2: oh, yeah. what? You're forgetting the best player in college basketball here.
0: No, he don't make a difference. Johnny
2: Davis? Are you kidding I mean, me?
0: He doesn't make a difference in this game.
2: Get out of here. Here's the
0: reason being, he's gonna get to Remy. He has to ooh, go up against Gobern. What's he gonna do?
2: He's gonna pull up in the mid range. Yeah, get him we'll in foul see. trouble. We'll see. We'll see. I don't right, know. Okay. Okay. You 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 offset me. Give me the Badgers here, and here is why. I think Wisconsin. I think they do have what it takes to stop Kofi here, but I I think. Wisconsin's guards are flat out better than Illinois. Uh, Johnny Davis is going to be the difference maker here. I don't know why Taman did not bring him up. Johnny Davis might have, I think Johnny Davis does have a 30 point game here and Wisconsin comes out and gets a statement win in the big 10 here. I'm taking Illinois.
3: John, what do you think? <laughs> Good luck. Uh, on our first uh, podcast of the year, we when we picked our conference winners, I picked, Wisconsin to win the Big Ten regular season, and right now these teams are one one and two. They're both eight and two in conference, so I think if Wisconsin's going to actually do that, they're going to have to come on the road here and get this win, so I'll just take Wisconsin. Let's
2: go. Let's go.
3: Yep, Illini, oh, baby.
2: No, fuck the Illini. They're ass. Most overrated teams. Oh, in college yep. Basketball. Oh, yep. They're
0: ass. All right, next game, Huff. I'll let you take this one first. Villanova at Marquette.
2: Um, this is this is a really Marquette tough just
0: match. In, Marquette just broke into the top twenty-five too.
2: Yeah, and they they just lost a heartbreaker to Providence. Uh, give me the Golden Eagles here. Uh, I don't think Villanova really matches up well with uh, Marquette. Justin Lewis is an absolute monster. He's only a freshman too. Um, and I think the key to this game though is going to be the veteran play of Daryl Marcel. I know Villanova has a lot of veteran players. That's what they're known for. But they have really struggled on the road this year. Uh, Shaka Smart's going to have the boys ready. Give me the Marquette Golden Eagles, baby. Let's go. Fly Eagles. Going to have the boys ready. Fly (laughs) Eagles, fly. Schuster, you're up.
1: I worked Marquette basketball camps this summer. Uh, I like the guys that are on that Marquette team as people. Um, I also, if we're going to talk about the most overrated team in the country, give me Villanova. That team is just Boring as hell to watch. I got Marquette at home. Pfizer Forum actually gets pretty loud for Marquette games. So, I think they beat them the last time they played at Pfizer too. So, give me Marquette.
0: Let's go. All right. Um, I'm going to go against you both. Go Villanova. Colin Gillespie and Justin Moore are going to torch these clowns. Um, uh, the head coach at Marquette isn't necessarily great. Uh he kind of sucks, actually, in my opinion. Are you okay? He proved that Texas. He's not a good coach, man. He's not a good coach. Uh, in big games, he kind of struggles. I'm taking Villanova here to beat Marquette. Uh, Colin Gillespie will have 22, Justin Moore with 18 or 20, and Villanova wins this game by Justin eight. Moore, have,
2: have fun trying to score on Darryl Marcel, buddy. He ain't scoring that much.
3: Villanova wins by eight or more. John Gelt I can't lie, really haven't watched that much Big East basketball this year, so I don't know. I'll take Villanova just because I have been somewhat impressed with their shot making when I've watched their games. Uh, not really much else to say here. They're also your dark horse. Yeah, I picked them in our first podcast as my dark horse because they fit the criteria where they have experience, good coaching, and good shot making, good guard play. So I, I guess I'll just, I'll pick them here. That was good. Um, go Wildcats. Anyway,
0: uh, Thursday, we got UCLA at Arizona. I w- uh, you could argue Kansas at Iowa State, I guess, or Texas at Texas Tech. But um, I'm going to say UCLA at Arizona might be the best game of this week uh, up until Thursday. Um, Huff, go ahead. UCLA at Arizona, what do you think? Uh,
2: this is going to be a big revenge game for Arizona. Uh, watching that game, last, I think they already played. They played last week, and UCLA could not miss a shot. Um, Arizona was struggling to find ways to score on that UCLA defense, but um, I think Arizona finds a way to win here. Uh, Benedict Mathurin, kid's an absolute bucket, uh, arguably a first-team All-America guy. Um, Give me the Wildcats and maybe – I'm saying maybe, maybe blowout fashion. Yeah,
0: I'm going to go with you on that. I'm also going to go Arizona. Benedict, he's going to have a big game, um, I think. Also, I think this is a season where these teams split. I don't think one team is necessarily way better than the other to where one team beats the other twice in the same season. If they do, then the Pac-12 tournament is going to be nuts because it's hard to beat a team three times. So Neither congrats. of these teams are winning the Pac-12 championship anyway. Yeah, that's arguable. Uh, Oregon,
2: go Ducks. Are you
0: arguable? Uh, I think Arizona takes this one, though. Uh, Benedict's going to play well. That Ozzy Ulis, however you say his name, I think he's a great player too. Uh, They also got four guys that average in double figures, which is like a dangerous team because that means any of them can kind of have like a little mini breakout game where, you know, they score more than what they average. I mean, with four guys averaging 10-plus points a game, that's major consistency from your scoring and from your team. So I got to go Arizona. Uh, Schuster, thoughts?
1: I'm pretty sure I picked um, Arizona the last time they played, and I'm going to pick them again strictly because I hate UCLA. The way they play basketball makes me want to throw up in my mouth, so give me Arizona.
0: (laughs) Why do they make you throw up in your mouth?
1: I can't watch Johnny Juzang and Jaime Jaquez and Jules Bernard shoot any more long twos with their heels on the three-point line. I want to die.
2: I don't, like, I don't like Mick Cronin. I'm just not a big Mick Cronin guy.
1: He just seems like an ass. I'm just going to be completely honest.
3: <laughs> Schuster, or John, anything else to add? No, I'm picking Arizona, too. I picked them last time. I just think they're the better team here. And I've been hating on UCLA. I think their tournament run was overrated. And it was just aided by the fact that there was no one in the stands. And Juzang was making shots that he usually wouldn't make. Uh, Yeah, and I'm not sold on them this year, even though they did beat Arizona by 16 the first time. I'm picking Arizona here at home. Fair enough. We'll see how those play out this week. Um, For our last thing, we all –
0: this is a fun little thing we decided to do. We had to make an NBA starting five uh, with players who play at least 20 minutes per game, and we're trying to uh, form a team that will go 0-82 in a season. I want to go first because I actually put some thought into mine. Uh, so, with my point guard, I, I'm pretty sure I say his name right, but it's like Fasundo or Facundo Compazzo. Uh Oh,
1: yeah, Compazzo. Yeah,
0: He's the point guard for the Nuggets. This dude is 5'10", <laughs> buck 95, and uh, he's only a rookie, so that shows he's inexperienced as hell. Um, and listen to this stat line. This is a good one for you. Averages 21 minutes a game. Shoots 37% from the field. Sweet, man. Averages 31% uh, from three-point land. And then averages six points a game, two rebounds, four assists. And he averages more fouls per game than blocks and steals. And then averages one-and-a-half turnovers a game as well. So... I'm pretty sure that's pretty demoralizing uh, at the point guard position. Great leader for my 0-82 squad. And with that, uh, I had to go as shooting guard. And I picked someone who I just thought would just chuck. And I think I found my guy in Austin Rivers. Uh, oh, shooting guard. My... <laughs> <laughs> What?
1: You stole mine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Austin Rivers uh, averages 21 and a half minutes a game. I'm 42% from the field. Uh, 35% from three. So he can actually kind of shoot, but that doesn't stop him from only averaging six and a half points a game and only one and a half rebounds, one assist a game. And it averages a turnover game. So sweet. Right now my lineup's averaging 12 and a half points between two players. Great look. Uh, with that, I'm going to my small forward, Garrett Temple. This guy sucks. <laughs> This guy averages 32% uh from 3, 38% from the field. 5.9 points a game. Doesn't even get to that 6 point mark. Absolutely demoralizing. This guy's also 6-5 and can only get you 2 rebounds a game. How? You're 6-5. Get in there. And then one assist. So that just shows he doesn't pass the ball anyway, even though he still sucks. Um And then he also fouls a lot. Two fouls a game and 20 minutes a game. So, most of my team is going to be fouling out in a heartbeat. Uh, Power forward position. Uh, This guy's only 6'7", so sweet. Got a lot of height out there. Uh, But Larry Nance Jr., he can jump, give him credit, but, dude, all he can do is dunk. Like, that's the only reason he scores. So, it doesn't even matter. He gets baby-fed buckets, and – Composito and Austin Rivers are not going to baby-feed him buckets, so he's not going to score. Uh, this guy averages uh, 30 p- 30% uh, from three, 65% from free throw. That's god-awful. Uh, seven points a game. He does get some rebounds at five rebounds and two assists, but also it's a hack-a-shack with two fouls a game on barely 20 minutes. So these guys are all just going to foul out like crazy. Uh, but Larry Nance, is my power forward, and then my best pick, and I'm gonna say it, he may be on a winning team, but I don't care. It's the only reason he looks halfway decent. Like Kevon Looney, this guy sucks. Okay, he has no post move at all. Okay, he just gets a literal dump down from Curry or Clay or Draymond, and that's the only or Andrew Wiggins. Honestly, that's the only reason he scores. Averages six and a half points a game. And I swear, I bet you 99% of those buckets literally come from Curry, Clay, or Draymond just handing him the ball when they uh, attack the lane and then dump it off to him. But this guy doesn't even have a three-point percentage. He doesn't... I don't even think he shot a three. In his career, 17% from three-point line. Sweet. But he hasn't even shot one this year, so he ain't going to do nothing now in the arc, so that's tough to guard. And then... uh, Six points, seven rebounds. So he could be a little double-double guy for this 0-82 squad, I guess, if he plays a lot of minutes. But I don't care, man. Yeah, in 21 minutes, he only almost averages three fouls. So he's gonna foul out before you know it, and that's my starting center. But these guys are going 0-82 without a doubt, and they're terrible. And you can't beat my squad. That's all I gotta say. But who wants to
3: go next? Let John go. Let John go. I can go. Well, I'm copying your point guard. I'm taking Compazzo for mouse in the house for my point guard. Uh, he's not too great. You know, not, nothing uh, too flattering about him. then I'm going Reggie Bullock, Chuma Okiki, Al Horford, and Mason Plumley to round out my starting Oh, that's really
1: Just, good. That's <laughs>
3: really good. <laughs> T- Tayman kind of put me on the spot here because I didn't know we were doing this part of the segment. So I, I just looked up guys that I thought played 20 minutes a game, whipped this team together quick. But just some things I have in common, can't score, can't shoot, and they're old, slow. <laughs> so I I don't think that's a very good team. I don't know if it's the best team I could have made, but those guys just came off the top of my head. So Campazo, Bullock, Okiki, Horford, and Plumlee. And Horford counts as a power forward because he plays uh, the four for the Celtics. Yeah. Uh, who would you say is your best player on that team? And probably Horford. Who, <laughs> no, who would you be worried? Uh, who
2: would be, I think it's? I think it's probably Okiki. Okiki, I'm, he's not horrible. He's on a horrible team. But who I would you can... be worried about that would
3: win you a game? Pro- you're trying... Probably Okiki, just because he can score a little bit. I just picked him because he can't shoot, that, and that's just that's what I really wanted—the team that can't score, can't shoot, and is fairly old. I mean, he's young, but he's yeah. The, what I was betting on was Austin Rivers. You know, he's that guy that could maybe launch, yeah,
0: he's, he's gonna and he could launch one night and give me 30 and somehow they win but i don't see it happening but uh schuster i know huff 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 give us your squad all right so at
2: point guard i have cory joseph Ooh, kojo um kojo i don't know why you're calling him he sucks um i mean he's on a horrible pistons team he plays 25 minutes a game he averages Seven points. He, do- I will give him credit. He's having probably a career a career from three. He's shooting 42%. But a guy that plays 23 or 24 minutes should not average 1.8 assists as a point guard. I mean, that's pretty pathetic there. Um, yeah, Corey Joseph, just plain and simple, he sucks. Um, this is a kind of biased pick on my shooting guard. But as a Timberwolves fan, he really pisses me off. Uh, Malik Beasley the guy you can at, he can win you a game but he can shoot you out of a game for example against the Warriors the other night I was so excited we got to finally prove ourselves on TNT and this bomb comes out and shoots one of 12 from three like sweet man like he's having a career low year and three-point percentage he's shooting 32 percent from three and all he does is shoot threes he averages 11 points a game shoots 35 percent from the field it's just a guy that you don't want coming off your bench and launching. He can really lose you games. So uh, yeah, Malik Beasley, I really hope you get traded here in the trade deadline. I don't like you. Um, three, uh, this is kind of a weird one, but Javante Green um, <laughs> for the Bulls. He averages 22 minutes a game. Uh, the guy cannot shoot a basketball. I don't think he's ever been able to shoot a basketball in his career. Um he does shoot 28% from three. Um, he averages five points, three boards, not even assist and one steal a game. He's literally just a waste of space out on the floor for the Bulls. And, honestly, he shouldn't even be in the rotation. Uh, he, he's just – Why horrible. is he
0: in the rotation? That's a question.
2: I don't know. He's horrible. He shouldn't even be playing basketball. 28% from three? He should just try something else. Yeah. Oh. Uh. And then at the four, uh, this could be a little hot topic here, but he's kind of a glue guy for this team, but he has or no don't, He, don't call he has glue he has no offensive team. ability. His name, his name is Bruce Brown Jr. He is, he <laughs> he's is <not> a four. <laughs> he plays the four for the Nets. Because they're dumb. <laughs> well, it, 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 the guy is just a waste of space out there. He plays good defense. He averages 22 minutes a game. He averages five points, four rebounds, one assist. But I
0: actually don't know if he, like, knows how to put the basketball in the hoop.
2: I've watched a lot of Nets games this year, and the guy is literally, like like I said about Javante Green, he's just a waste of space out there offensively. Uh, he kind of just sits in the – he's kind of like a P.J. Tucker for that team. He'll just squat in the corner, and if he gets a shot, he'll dribble in and he'll shoot a little dumb push shot. So yeah, um, Bruce Brown, uh, he's horrible. And then at the five, uh, Nerlens Noel. Ooh, um, that's a good Ner-
0: pick. Nerlens Noel
2: pick. in college, actually, him at, coming out of college, I thought this guy was going to be a dominant big in the league. But looking at his stats, him here, and
0: Jalil Okafor,
2: he averages twenty four minutes a game as a center. That all you do is sh- shoot layups. How do you shoot forty-seven percent from the field as a center? Like that is that's pathetic. Um, he hasn't even attempted a three all year. In twenty-three minutes, he averages four rebounds a game as a six-eleven center. Like, dude, what are you? Your job out there is to rebound the ball. Fucking rebound. Uh, but yeah, that's my zero eighty-two team. The only player I'd really be worried about is maybe Malik Beasley if he gets off to a it's usually if he makes his first three, he's deadly. But if he ma- if he misses his first three, uh, he's gonna keep shooting until he makes one. So, yeah, that's
0: that's you and me. You and me both with Rivers. It's Literally, yeah, just
2: my team. Just praying and my,
0: hoping they suck.
2: Yeah, they're my team's horrible. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's my team.
0: Yeah, that's a good one, especially with Nerlens. He's ass. Schuster, you're last but not least.
1: All right, my starting point guard is the Detroit Pistons' backup point guard, Killian Hayes. He plays 25 (laughs) minutes a game, six points a game, shooting 34% from the floor. Oh, that's horrible. Wow. Wow. Uh, Six, three, and three in 25 minutes. That's the same amount of time that Giannis plays in the game.
2: And they literally wasted a uh, lottery pick on him. They thought he was going to be good, but he's trash. All right, and,
1: uh, yeah,
2: they're awful.
1: Um... My two guard is going to be the second overall pick in last year's draft, Jalen Green. He has a plus minus this year of minus 400. He plays 30 minutes a game. He averages 14 points. That's scary, though, because he can actually
0: be kind of dangerous.
1: Listen, with this team, though, he's shooting 37% from the field. Yeah, in thirty minutes, he's only having he's only scoring fourteen points a game. So total with two guys, you got twenty points on the court. My center is Daniel Tice, also from the Rockets. <laughs> Another bad center. He's averaging off he forty six percent from the field as a center, only eight points a game. My th- three man, if you want to call him that, I'm not exactly sure. I'm gonna go R.J. Hampton. Uh, he's just a selfish pile of garbage. Um, he chucks, uh, he shoots 60% from the free throw line as a two, three combo. Yeah. So even if he gets fouled, he's not going to make it. Uh, 38% from the field. Uh, he does nothing for you outside of his points. He's averaging less than one in every stat, but scoring. Um, and then I have to do this as a Bucks fan. The worst player in the NBA is Semi Ojeley. He will be <laughs> my four man. He is absolute garbage. He was playing twenty minutes a game to start the year, but they've kicked him out of the rotation because he's that awful. Um, he, he he went zero for twenty one to start the year from the field. Oh my god! He went the entire first month of the year without scoring a point. Sweet dude. So I think I might I might have forty points he's got, game on my roster. That dude's gone haywire. You were saying P.J. Tucker type. He is, like, discount P.J. Tucker. If I had to replace him to to somebody who is actually playing 20 minutes a game, it would be Sean Tate from the Rockets.
0: Dude, my starting lineup literally gets you about 32 points a game.
1: Yeah, I I think mine is probably around there. That's just (laughs) so good. We're
0: going to win so many games.
1: We got to do, like, a 2K sim with all these guys.
0: How do you play 20 minutes, though, and, like, are that bad? Like, what, what team are you on and what coach are you, like, helping out so much to where they are like, yeah, we need you on the floor for 20 minutes. Boys should
2: be in the G
1: League.
3: Yeah. Exactly. I'm
1: looking at all these box plus minuses right now based on minutes per game, and literally all these guys are on, like, three teams. It's like Orlando, Oklahoma City, Houston, and Detroit. <laughs> and then and then your guy Camposo's on here, too, just sprinkled in there. Composite sucks. It's because he's tiny. He's like a he, child out there. He's 5'10". Schuster, is that – was Wait, that your lineup? Yeah, you're on. We
0: got, so yeah, got yeah, Braden Fink on. out there at Composite. Yeah, <laughs> huh?
2: Braden Fink.
0: Sorry, Huff, what would you say about you, to Schuster?
2: I thought I thought Schuster named his all this five. I thought he was waiting for one other guy, but he's good. I don't know. Yeah, I got all
1: mine.
0: Dude, literally imagine, though. No offense to Brayden, man, but that would literally be him at point guard at 5'10". I'm pretty sure he's 5'10".
1: I'd be fearing for my life. i fear for my life at 6'3".
0: Him or him or Finkin are 5'10". I can't remember. But
1: either way, comp- Composite's got to get a little more hype on him, man. He ain't going to get anywhere. How are uh, you going to tell a man to grow at 30? Stretch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I got. Don't suck. Or Don't. give be 5'10". If you're going to be 5'10", at least be good.
1: Don't be short, Tame and yeah. That should don't be the title be of this episode. Don't be short, stretch.
0: Yeah, don't be short, stretch. Yeah, there you go. That's all I got to say. <laughs> if you're going to be 5'10", then at least be better than fucking Compazzo. Because he's ass. And the fact that someone actually wanted to draft him is beyond me. <laughs> all right, that's going to do this episode. Uh... We'll see you guys Friday, and um,
2: tune in, and thank you guys all for listening. Hey, there's good good golf this weekend, if any, any golf fans out there. Pebble Beach, it's going to be a fun tournament.
1: Thanks for yeah, listening. Thanks for having
0: us, Damon. Yeah, no problem. We'll talk to you guys later. Take care.